Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. Today on the show, we have special guest, Liv Pavlov. Hi, Liv. Hello. So good to be with you. So happy to have you today. Ah, yeah, mm. it's really good. Um, Liv and I have been in kind of like the same group for a while now and have mm-hmm. a lot of the same really good friends. Mm-hmm. So like haven't connected one-on-one so much yet. And so this feels good because I'm like, there's a desire there for me. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a little bit of both on my part. I was like, I want to live on the podcast and I want to connect with her. <laughs> Let's hang out for an hour and talk about all the juicy things that matter and share it with the world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I know you have a lot to share <laughs> on a lot of amazing topics. So yeah, I would love if you would just give us a little intro, sort of like what you do and what you're mm-hmm. up to and yeah, I'd love to hear mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. Well, right now I live in Austin, Texas, and I work as a sex and intimacy coach. So mm-hmm. I'm really here to support people in having the sex, the intimacy, and the relationships that they want and desire in their life. Mm-hmm. And I have a history of working in tantric healing. And I like to call it my past life before all this began. I was a data analyst and a college professor. <laughs> and so I've really paused. Like, what? <laughs> like trying to envision you as that. <laughs> right? I know. Wow. Like, how did you go from that to this? Because for those of you that don't know Liv yet, she is like the vision of like love and like sex and intimacy and body (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I definitely did not have my pussy witch tattoo back then (laughs) 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 Um, my my wake-up call was that my thyroid shut down so I was spending eight to 10 hours a day in my office alone on the computer, reading, writing, creating my slides to teach college, doing research. And it was miserable. And my thyroid stopped working and I started to get really sick. And that was my wake up call. And as I started healing with food and going outside and meditating, I started to hear my intuition again. And that was blessing and a curse because it was basically screaming at me, like, mm. get out. What is this life you're living? This is not your life. And I had no answers at that point. I just had mm. this calling to go explore and find my way in the world. And so I got enough courage and got, I like to say I got desperate enough of like, I just had to do something. 
Oh. And the mm-hmm. one clear message I got was to just put things in my car and like go on a mission and be able to go anywhere. I called it that I wanted to be nomadic. And so that was um, eight, almost eight years ago now. And I basically took off from that life that I was living and a friend invited me to Austin actually, which I only moved here about two years ago, but it was one of the first places I went and I started to find dance and I found um, orgasmic meditation and I found my first Tantra teacher and I did the Landmark Forum, all all thanks really to one of my good friends, my good friend, John. I like to say, I really credit him for like, I just called him up and I was like, I haven't talked to you in five years. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What's going on with you? What What should I check out? And he pointed me to all of that. And it was a real blessing because I just feel that that was like, that was God speaking through him to me and sent me, sent me on my way. So yeah, that's how I got connected into all of this. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. And I just, yeah, I want to frame your courage because totally we can say like, oh, I got desperate enough. Right. But it's like, you can get desperate and still do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got desperate and then you went and you fucking went and did the thing <laughs> like all the way in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow yeah. wow yeah and I'm curious like when John said that to you he like introduced these things to you right oh orgasmic meditation tantra and here you are this professor my dad I'm just like imagining you like hot teacher in front of the classroom I'm, like a little bit turned on by that <laughs> Love but, it. <laughs> you know what was your like how did that feel when he introduced this to you because that mm-hmm. those are completely opposite separate mm-hmm. worlds yeah I I had never heard of I had really never heard of Tantra or so I thought oh there was like a little bit of a backstory there um but when he especially also ecstatic dance he was like you should come to ecstatic dance and I was like oh I don't dance and he was like you don't have to dance he's like just come move your body And this is like, everybody looks weird, you know? And I just, I really had this faith. Like I would say that at all these things, kind of like this whole realm of exploration and like hippie culture, a lot of these things I would kind of categorize into hippie culture. I had been into as a teenager a little bit. I was like Mm. on the periphery of it. I was doing psychedelics as a teenager. Um, I had ran away from home and I was like traveling as a teenager And so, and then I basically just like turned off the lights of all things, spirituality, Mm -hmm. um, exploration, like anything outside the box of what you should do to live the American dream and be like the most good girl possible. Basically, I just like turned the lights, shut the door and didn't, Mm -hmm. didn't look in there. And so I would say I had like a high level of openness and curiosity in me and Mm -hmm. having this basic blank slate to go do anything in the world I was like willing you know I was like I'll try anything was kind of the the feeling yeah but I remember being like yeah I remember being like oh like that's that's not for me like that's not who I am but I'll try it you know Mm, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think you know it's interesting especially in this world of this like hyper masculine do 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 like 
so many of us is do what you said and like shut the door on this because mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. is this can't be the way right this right. like different path there's like no way that I'm gonna get shit done have a good life you know be abundant be able to take care of myself and do all these things so we go into this hyper masculine role and it's like this toxic way of living and then you get mm-hmm. sick you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It's just crazy, like that this world teaches us that that's how we have to be in order to be, you know, quote unquote, successful in mm-hmm. this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had um, probably, you know, maybe it was about three years ago or so. My mom, or or it wasn't even my mom, was it? It was a friend of mine. I had stored stuff at their house and forgot this box of papers, and they were like, "Hey, I've got some of your stuff. I'll ship it to you." I'm like, "All right." So I got this box in the mail and it was like my most important papers and possessions. And so there were like some mementos from when I was a kid. And then there were all of like my diplomas and awards that I had won. And when I had a corporate job and like all the, like my letters from running track and field. And I remember I had this ceremony of like throwing it all in the garbage and how disillusioned I felt. It was like, I mean, I wrote something about how, I literally, all those like achievements were like a lie in terms of how happy they would make me or how successful I would be. It was like, like you said, it's like literally the opposite thing is where I actually found joy and happiness in life and, and success and satisfaction and safety. Like, yeah, yeah. But I had this like garbage ceremony of like throwing my diplomas and my letters and my like on the garbage. Yeah. All the things that you're like, you, I was supposed to have the best possible life because of this. And I got there and I hated it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it leads me to think about how, you know, so we get on these like spiritual paths, right? And we're like going in and then it feels like you've done a lot of this too, where you're like going all the way into like the craziest depths, right? Like, stretching as far into the wildest places you thought you might never go and then there's like you do all of these wild things right Mm -hmm. you know you're like holy crap I'm going to the edge of reality you know Mm -hmm. into these other you know places and then there's I don't know about for you but for me this like after all of that stretching kind of like coming to this place of like real truth of like I did all of these things and I love them but now here's like the deeper thing like here's the truth Mm -hmm. of who I am Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it doesn't always look you know it's like this balance like it doesn't look like Mm -hmm. going to every single play party playing with every person Mm -hmm. having 20 partners like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like pushing our Mm -hmm. edges every single day and then now it's kind of like this play. It's like interesting to me, you know, like what yeah. it sometimes comes to. So I'm curious because yeah. I've, you know, like kind of like watched your journey and it feels like you're coming to this place now of like, you're mm-hmm. in, you know, exploring partnership in a different way or, you know, mm-hmm. you're relating mm-hmm. in a different way than you might have when you're in the depths of. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I. It's such a. <laughs> It's such a surprise, I feel like, sometimes how the growth goes in life, you know, like, really? This is how I enjoy now? You know, it's like, I, I, 
I had, I owned a house and I was married in my like take one of life. And so then I, you know, then I swung the pendulum in the other direction to become nomadic and travel and be open. And at one point I had like three full, like full-time partners in addition to, you know, various lovers here and there. And it was like the complete opposite. And, and I mm-hmm. was convinced for a long time. I was like, yep, that's what I need to be happy. Like I need a high level of freedom, lots of travel, lots of variety. And now, you know, last year I started to have panic attacks because I was traveling too much. I was like, oh, okay, body. What are you saying to me now? My body kept saying, I want to settle down. Like, I need you to have a home. I need you to rent a house. So I'm now in my house that I've rented for this year. And it's the first time I've done that in, well, definitely those like eight years of traveling and being nomadic, but on my own, it's the first time I've rented a house in almost 13 years, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. there is something about, I think about the spiral path of life, you know, it's like, we're always visiting these certain monuments or these certain kind Mm -hmm. of chapters or phases or lessons, but like in the next higher spiral up. And so um, definitely in a, in a chapter of exploring stability and, um, and also it's been longer, but maybe going on three years now, two to three years, I've really been swung back around to the side of monogamy, wanting deep, mm-hmm. committed, monogamous, devotional partnership. And mm-hmm. um, I remember leaving my marriage thinking like, oh, this has been so unfulfilling and so confining. I'm like, this is not it. But I'm finding it to be really satisfying and and um, allow me to go deeper into my own expression and deeper into my own heart and mm. deeper into sharing my soul with another person than mm-hmm. I could do while I was exploring open relating. So yeah, it feels like I, th- I really don't think there is one way, you know, I don't think there is totally. a way or an answer or a right or a wrong I just think there are what is whatever is possible in each kind of chapter configuration is different mm-hmm. and yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it yeah mm-hmm. and I was gonna say that it's like you know whatever works best for you is what it is and mm-hmm. and you know who knows like what's next you know mm-hmm. and you just kind mm-hmm. of keep following the truth of like mm-hmm. the moment Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> I'm curious and I because I see you're like putting stuff out there with this yeah human that you're relating with now I don't know yeah. if you want to call it but see that you two are up to some things and I'm curious like mm-hmm. what are you doing what are you what are we doing <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> yeah so well, I don't it's funny I often call him my boyfriend my boyfriend, my partner, my uh-huh. lover. His name is okay. Arvin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, <And> Arvin. <laughs> Hi, Arvin. <laughs> um, when when I was dating before I met him, I actually sent a message to um, to Justin Justin Patrick Pierce, who's a uh-huh. polarity and intimacy coach, and I said. Hey, I said, I need, I need a man who's worked with you. Like, I'm clear that there's something I really need in this next chapter of like, I need someone who 
understands presence, who understands devotion, who understands commitment and like wants to be in relationship for the journey that it is. Like who doesn't just want a partner to fulfill their fantasy of having someone to come home to every night or who like just wants a travel buddy. I was like, I need somebody that gets that partnership is the place that we're doing our work. Like that we're actually evolving. And it's like, that's my teacher. Um, In my, it's like part of my human design. Like there's, you know, there's just like these different keys that I've found that partnership is one of the big places for me to do my work in this Mm -hmm. lifetime. And I think that was what was underneath that, like, oh, maybe monogamy actually could be the place for me. And it's, yeah, it was, like you said, coming home to a deeper truth of of my being and the way that I'm built. So I sent this message to Justin and um But by the way, it. like, yeah. I love that you did that yeah. because I would be so <laughs> nervous. Like, that took some <laughs> real... I was really pondering. I was like, I, I had never, I had never been single in a time of my life where I was like taking time to consciously think about what I wanted next. And, and often what would happen to me is like men would just appear, you know, like they would just show up and I'd be like, Oh, like, Oh, well, you're sitting next to me at this coffee shop. Maybe I'll date you. Like literally almost got engaged to a guy that I met sitting next to at a coffee shop. Like this is not, you know, there was like not a lot of conscious creation going into Mm. what I was up to. And so I, I really thought I was like, okay, why don't I ask, like, why don't I ask someone who I trust and who I think has a perspective that aligns with what I'm looking for? Do you know, do you know somebody? So he, he didn't, he didn't reply. He read the message, but he didn't reply. And, um, and then some months went by and I, I went to a cookout and I don't know why I'm telling you our origin story a bit, but I went to a cookout and, and Arvin was there and he was really interested and chatting me up. And I left the cookout thinking like, huh, like there's some kind of a spark happening. I was, but I was like, is he into me? Is he not? Like, we were just, you know, I love, but I left and he was just like in my presence. And so um, I happened to see him the next day and he asked me to come hang out with him. And that day while we were hanging out, I said, where did you learn? Where did you learn the way that you're communicating with me? I'm like, you have a high level of training and I can tell. I'm like, how did you learn this? And he's like, oh, I had a men's coach. I'm like, who is it? And he goes, oh, this guy named Justin. And I'm like, Justin who? And he's like, oh, he's nobody really, not, he's not really that popular yet. Like he's really awesome. But you know, like I think everybody should know about him, but they don't. And I'm like, who? And he's like, oh, Justin Patrick Pierce. And I'm like, you're like, hmm, so, um, <laughs> so once we decided to, to actually like date and we made a, we made a container. We agreed to date for three months. Where are that? Those three months are almost up. So we're we're renegotiating soon for our next chapter. Um, but once we started dating, we started doing the practices that we both knew that we were both trained in, of like yeah. sitting down, being present with each other, expressing our feelings, expressing yeah. what was in our hearts and in our depths. And 
it was oh. it from from our first week together we were doing these practices and it was just oh profound like oh the level yeah. of truth and honesty and polarity and like the sexual passion that would arise out of these practices and so um so worse yeah me too I feel over my legs <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and wow. and the, also our commitment that we both have to like keeping the clarity between us so like we call it keeping the, the shit the debris out of our space mm-hmm. like mm. somebody says something he like teases me and it doesn't feel good I'll bring it up later I'll say hey I need to clear this up with you and and that is unique too because like we're both we're both continually looking like are we clear are we actually showing up to meet each other or is there something in the way of that happening and so it's like every time we meet we're clearing things, moving it out of the way, and then getting back to that presence. And um, and we've both been studying this work for around five years. It came into our life around the same time, 2018. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, five years. And so, um, but this is really our first relationship for both of us where we have somebody else who already was part of this work and already like deeply ready for using yeah. partnership as a vehicle of transformation yeah well yeah and so mm-hmm. so we're sharing we're sharing these practices and tools for communication and connection and in coupleship and partnership um because it's been the foundation of of what we've been practicing together and what's built this connection that we have and really something that was deeply important and true in both of our hearts even before before we met too mm-hmm. so beautiful and like jealous and inspired at the same time because <laughs> Thank you. Does, there's this story like that that's rare right because yeah. these practices are deep like mm-hmm. you know I've done them you've done them they are and they're so beautiful mm-hmm. and intimate and intense and mm-hmm vulnerable and like oh my god the layers of like like allowing somebody to see you at like your Mm -hmm. deepest core like all of it is and then meeting somebody who like also desires that like wow I want that so it is is. (laughs) something even better it's already it's already on its way for you yeah she's ready for you she's ready I'm like should I should I message Justin (laughs) yes yes well and yeah just like thank you for the reminder like what a god shot today like talking about this because just the reminder that like holding the desire and that anything isn't that just isn't it Mm -hmm. and like standing so fully for that for that you know, and yeah. nothing less. It was fascinating. The The weeks leading up to meeting Arvin, I had, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to try to count it, but I had multiple, multiple conversations with men who were either in my life as people, you know, past lovers coming back to circle around and see if there was a chance <laughs> again, or um, meeting people out and about. I met someone at a party and he was just totally falling in love with me. And I, I just had to, I was like, Hey, I'm like, do you meet this, 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 do you meet these things that I really, really need? And he's like, Oh no, but I could. And I'm like, no, I'm like, 
we can't we can't even keep hanging out at this party like it's this is just not this is a no you know and yeah and it was like I felt the universe like testing me and pushing and <gasps> persisting and and that was what was interesting was almost and almost all the conversations too with these men who I was like very clear like these are my requirements um sometimes they would get angry at me and then sometimes they would tell me that my requirements were stupid sometimes like sometimes they would tell me how it wasn't the case then but that they would really you know be that thing and it was like it was the oddest experience of like how tested I was getting to stand for the thing like to like like oh okay thank you for telling me that but um no like no thank you no thank you no thank you it was it was really interesting yeah and I remember saying to one of my girlfriends I was crying and I was like is it too much what I'm asking for I just want a man who wants to get married who wants to be monogamous has children does this self-work is conscious is like into tantra I'm like is this too tall of an order? I think it's too much. And she was like, it's not, it's not. You deserve that and more. She's like, you're going to get it. So yeah, yeah. Just for anybody that needs to hear that. Like, well, that's why we women, we really need each other to remind each other of that because I was at a party recently and I was talking in this friend too, this like male friend of mine, I was telling him this literally like verbatim, like your list is like yep. my list, you know? Yep. And he's like, mm -hmm. maybe you're just expecting perfection or too much. And I'm like, mm. no, you know? Yep. And it's like, the world yep. tries to like gaslight us and be like, it's too much. You want too much, you know, it's too big or mm -hmm. whatever. And it's just like, you know, every time we say no, and part of me has like, a, wants to have a little what for with God of like, why do you keep testing? me this way like why can't I just have it but for whatever reason it just goes that way sometimes and every time you mm -hmm. say no it like clears the path for your big mm -hmm. fuck yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah <sighs> yeah <laughs> love it thank you <laughs> yeah I keep wanting to say this um a book I've really loved recently is Unbound by Kasia Urbanik. Have you read yep. it? Are you familiar mm -hmm. with it? I sure have. At the at the very end of the book, spoiler alert for anybody that wants to read it, it's worth this is not gonna ruin the book for you. But it's in like the very last chapter. She has this quote and she says, I've never met a woman who didn't have a desire in her heart so big that it would change the world. And she's like I wrote this book and I do all this work so that women can actually find those desires and express them and stand for them and make them happen. Uh, and mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like your desire is one of, for this thing that you're wanting is what's actually part of changing the world, part of building this new world, part of this heaven on earth transformation that's coming. Like it's going to require the vision you have for that to happen so oh my god I love that frame because like this feels a little tangential but just this idea of like that is our purpose and all this scrambling around being like what's my purpose I should do this I should do that and it's like or maybe it is our desire the core of our desire like that's it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so good mm -hmm. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) And like, and serving love, right? Serving Mm. love and love is love of life, love's highest expression, right? It's like it takes some some really particular conditions sometimes for that to to be fully fulfilled. Hundred percent. Oh my god. <laughs> and you do have something coming up this Friday, right? Did I see that correctly? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about it. I don't know when you're going to share this. Will anybody even hear me over? But we'll be doing many more things. So I'll just set that voice to the side. Yeah. Yeah, we're leading an evening of intimacy. So we're hosting guided couples practice for couples who've been together any length of time to come and learn some new practices and be guided through giving these practices a trial run to feel connection, closeness, intimacy, bring back your sexual spark if you've lost Mm. it or if you've just been wanting to connect in a deeper way you'll get a taste of that in our evening event we see and then you'll have a practice that you can do in your everyday life at home with your partner anytime you're wanting to bring that feeling back in and and create a moment like that together Mm, Mm -hmm. I love this that's me curious like how does it feel to be creating Mm. with your partner Mm. it's really easy it's really satisfying yeah I it came about so organically um it was really I was just like we we were just kind of side side conversations let's do something sometime yeah let's share oh I would love to share this practice with people oh my god and our main conversation we have is like I posted about this today I'm like why aren't people just like flocking to learn intimacy practices? It's like, really, you know, I've worked in the realm of sex and intimacy for five years now. And it's like, every client I have has some dissatisfaction with their sex life, with their partner, with the connection they feel, with their ability to get their needs met. It's like, that's, it's the, the big, one of the biggest pain points of life for anyone is their partnership it's also the biggest reward right but it's like it's like why aren't people just like fine like what can I do to have the love I want but yeah so we we just talked about that a lot and then um I think Arvin just picked a date and he said do you want to do you want to teach a a practice with me do you want to teach practice together this day I was like fuck yeah of course I do like great let's do it easy this is what I want to do absolutely yeah Yeah. I'm curious did you come up with any ideas as to why people aren't flocking to it because it is so interesting it's like those of us who are in this Mm -hmm. world and know how rich and like nourishing and satisfying it is to like work on this and look at it and like be in our practices like we know like this is it like this is the stuff Mm -hmm. like this is literally like the core of our being like why not do it you know Mm -hmm. so I'm curious Mm -hmm. what your thoughts were yeah the the post I made today was that I believe that this confronts like one of our deepest core beliefs or wounds that we're not worthy of Mm -hmm. actually having the love we want and that you know it's like 
this I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable. It's like all humans have some evidence for that story woven into us. It's like mm-hmm. there's there's this beautiful myth. I might I might tell it in a minute, but it's like that's just part of coming into the human condition is somehow along the way, part of us believes we don't actually deserve it all and nobody could really love us. And this work confronts that. This work flips that on its head and and you actually have an experience of, oh, fuck, I am lovable. I'm deeply loved and I am worthy of this. I do deserve it. And it's like, it's like this subconscious part of us has to be wrong. And that's hard. And that takes a huge level of surrender. And so it's like there's, there's this subconscious part of, of humanity that is largely winning out right now that's keeping us from having the lives we want and living in these villages and building our communities and Mm. going off the grid and having plenty of money. It's like, there's, there's something we're collectively going through to actually believe that these visions and desires we have are possible. And Mm. I think that's, I think that's at the heart of it. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, there's like, you know, it's like this original wound, right? It's like we come out and the world immediately teaches us we're not worthy, which is like the exact opposite of what is actually true is that we are love. Like the second we are born, we are worthy of all of it. And I have a lot of grief that this, you know, this like, I have so much heartache over the fact that this world like teaches us this thing, you know, and it Mm -hmm. takes, and most, most humans like won't, won't get to this place where they believe they're worthy Mm -hmm. you know and it's like Mm -hmm. takes also like surrender as somebody who wants to help heal and like you know Mm -hmm. be a guide and show people what's possible and like help people crack open to the truth of their being and that they are loved like literally Mm -hmm. that's it like that's what we are but you know Mm -hmm. it's also like surrender like people come to it when they're ready you know you cannot force it Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to shout it from the rooftops, like, but don't you see it's so good over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I really believe that I really believe the world is changing. You know, I like to look at the evidence mm-hmm. of like how much yoga, meditation, and healthy eating have caught on. Like mm-hmm. let's say ten years ago. Maybe let's say 15 years ago, if you walked into a Starbucks and you asked, like, have you been to a yoga class? Do you know why you should be eating organic? Like, well, you're in California, but maybe like, you know, I don't know, like one in 10 people, maybe, or I don't know. I don't know how quickly. Right. But like in most of America, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, like some people knew about those things, but it was not like if you go in now today and you ask, like, have you ever been to a yoga class? Like pretty much everyone in a Starbucks is going to be like, yeah or I did a yoga video, or like, you know, it's just caught on, right? Like, Mm. it's widespread. And so I really believe that this work around sexuality for for healing and transformation, and intimacy work and and belief work, like all of that, I really do think will be so much more widespread in Mm. five years, even, but like 10 years from now, I really think we're going to be in a different kind of culture and and this key you know I feel in my own journey of like desperation like hitting a breaking point right of like 
where things just couldn't work anymore the way that they Mm. were. Like I see that the more I look around in the world, like I see the world and so many people hitting their breaking points. And, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's actually a sign that like, it's a cracking point. So something new can happen. Mm. It's like the catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I love that too because I think, you know, the world that we are in, so many of our friends are coaches, teachers, healers, guides, and sometimes you're like, God, we're all there, you know, but it's like it's so needed and there's plenty of room mm-hmm. for everyone and their own mm-hmm. magic and their own medicine or whatever that may be. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like time to really like show up for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like saying this too. I feel like it, it'll land, but I keep having this insight of like burning man. You and I are both, both burners, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute. We do, we do that every year and we tear it down. We, we literally build a world where everyone is there to enjoy, to explore, to create, to share their gifts. And then we tear it down. Like, wait a minute, like, why don't we just find 300 acres somewhere in fucking Montana, like, it doesn't have to be Uh, anywhere special, and build it and keep it going. Like, it's not about, I don't think it's about, like, uh, yeah, I just, I think it's like working with what's already there, right? Or why don't we take over a neighborhood? Why don't we take over Mm -hmm. a whole neighborhood of a city anywhere St. Louis buy up a neighborhood and inhabit it just like infiltrate and keep it going because it's like I would I would plug my life force and my time and energy into keeping something like that going you know it's like if all my needs were met if all if there was plenty of food plenty of shelter all my friends were there like I would just show up every day to do whatever needed to be done you know like why not yeah, actually, I love that you're saying this. I was literally just talking with my Al-Anon sponsor about that this morning on what? our call. You I were? was like, I was literally crying to her about it. I was like, that's all I want is to like buy a piece of land with my friends. And like, yeah. and you know, you and I have been in this group. I, I created this like pussy money group and live so in good. it. And we've been like, it's on talking fire. About this. Mm-hmm. It is on fire, truly. And it's like, um this idea and she's like well how come like every single time like you want to put money in savings think about that desire like I'm putting this in my savings account so that I it's almost like starting like manifesting that desire of like I want to live on a piece of land with people I love who are in in community with who share aligned beliefs and want to live this way like raise our babies together like you know cook some meals to you know do all the things that we do and so it does feel like it's in the air (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) 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 so give me the loop envisioning that for myself too because Mm -hmm. it just feels like that's how beautiful mm-hmm. live in that yeah and absolutely. like we need each other cannot do it alone <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. oh my god <sighs> well mm-hmm. 
do you want to tell us like where the people can find you and like what else you're up to? I know you have so many things that mm-hmm. you do on your own, you know, aside from mm-hmm. your partner and, um, mm-hmm. and we will get this up in time. So people okay. hear the good Ooh. word. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm most active on Instagram. You can find me at live L-I-V love Tantra. And I post pretty much everything I have to offer will come through my stories. will be up on there. My website is my whole name, oliviapavlov.com. And right now I have, I still have something going on for February. I'm doing a hundred dollar power coaching session. So these are like mini coaching sessions on either sex, money, or relationships. Those are the three main things that I'm about. Um, that's available through the end of this month. And then after that, I'll go back to offering one-on-one coaching that also focuses on sex, money, and relationships. Mm. And I do in-person um, healing sessions for women here in Austin. So if you're interested in doing somatic healing work or yoni healing work, I'm available for that in Austin. And I'll have some courses coming out throughout the year. Um, right now, my year-long programs are running, but they're closed. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on group coaching programs launching later this spring. I love it. And I know I'm like, oh, I felt like, oh, we'll close the now. I'm like, tell us a little bit about your work with money. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I... I just love, I love working with the energy of money. It's such Mm -hmm. a point of tension for most of us in our lives. And for me, it's so deeply connected to our sexuality, Mm -hmm. to our root. And so I kind of came in as a tangent to doing work with people around sexuality. It was like, I realized I couldn't really work with people on their sexuality without things about money also coming up. And, mm. um, and so what I look at are like, where are you at with money? Where do you want to be at? And then how can you actually start to get into creation around that? So mm. um, how can you really tap into your life force, your sexuality as a creative force, as something that's driving you and motivating you to create what you want in your life rather than looking at, you know, where you're stuck or why things are terrible or whatever it is and bringing, bringing pleasure, bringing aliveness, bringing mm. this acceptance also to money is a big place that I, I find it, my effectiveness is, is really a gift for people to start to create what they want in that mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, it's been such a pleasure connecting with you on all of these topics. We're going to link all of these things in the show notes about the workshop. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. Tomorrow. And where else you can find Live and anything else, our website and all of that, we'll put it in the show notes. And thank you so much mm-hmm. for for taking the time to connect with me and, and share yourself with, with anybody listening to serving love. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thank you for creating this project to serve love. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful that it exists in the world. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, until next time. Thank you for listening to Serving Love Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. You can find me on social media as Meredith Lynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love. Thank you.